<laughs> in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is yes. king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. November 25th, 2023. I'm your host on this Thanksgiving weekend, Joshua Michael. There's something fatalistic about the future of humanity and the direction that we're going. It's almost inevitable that we can, we can't mitigate the pathway that we're headed down. But in the same breath, there's something calming about understanding our fate and understanding that we're going to go toe-to-toe and head-to-head in every household, in every world of everybody's consciousness is going to have to contend against what's coming. They've been building this AI infrastructure and this bot system that is meant to exterminate the very existence of humanity. And how they're doing it it is so complex and it's been happening for so long. And what's so interesting is that now all of a sudden all these sciences and all of these technologies and all of these infrastructures and things that have been going on for years and years and years and years suddenly is coming out to the forefront. People are discovering it. This is what happens when people become awake. And it's fascinating. I was watching on Z Media over the weekend. Uh, there are all these nanotech bots, these proteins, uh, these computers, these modems, these, they call them routers and resistors and transistors and communicators uh, that are all embedded into our bodies. We consume them. We inhale them. We eat them. They attach to us. They attach to our DNA. We we cleanse them out and everything else. And 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 these guys really break it down. Uh, I'm going to post a video on my Twitter, or excuse me, not on my Twitter, but on Noncompliant America. It'll be on this podcast. You can watch the full video. And it's fascinating because they're talking about these technologies that are interfaced that have been around for years, for many, many years. And I highly encourage you guys to watch it because it ties in with the 5G networks, the different types of frequency networks, and the IEE, um, which is tied in with all the cell phone technology. It's tied in with um, everything. Uh, this This is why they're building the smart systems. This is why they're putting, you know, smart refrigerators and smart dishwashers and smart lights and all of these things. They have this IEE technology. So it can be a multi-layered interface to where on one end, kind of like Facebook, I always talk about the analogy with Facebook. On one end, the front for getting a Facebook and having a Facebook is to communicate and catch up with your family members and you know re- reconcile those lost connections and have communication and be connected and stay connected. But on the back end, You're volunteering all of your data in which Facebook is selling that data to advertisers and government agencies, as we know now, and collaborating and, uh, you know, countering things 
for disinformation, malinformation, misinformation, as you know, recently uh, in that new lawsuit that Mark Thielman filed, uh, the state of Oregon is conducting a system to counter online activity. And in some cases, they put you on a list, an unknown list. You then become a person of interest for a domestic terrorist. Within the state of Oregon, folks, this is happening. And then in some cases, in Washington, where they've rolled this out already, people have gotten arrested for online activity, challenging the election, challenging the vaccine, challenging, for example, the report that has recently come out that the World Health Organization calls on China to reinstate masks, social distancing on an amid outbreak of a new respiratory illness. Think about that, folks. They're going to roll out another one and another one and another one. And they, and we saw this. They tried to do it in September and they tried to hit an additional mask mandate uh, and get everybody to mask back up and invoke all the fear. But, uh, you know, we broke through that paradigm and just said no, and we're not going to do it. But here's what's interesting. And, and I'll get on to other subjects too. I wanted to talk about you know, a couple key points uh, for Thanksgiving, the main topics going on. Uh, I hope you guys did have a enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, but here's the thing is this is where the fatalistic element comes in, right? Are we checkmated in the sense that the only move we have is to move forward? We have to look at tyranny in the face. We have to address it. We have to swallow it. We have to pallet it and hit it dead on in the face. We can't obfuscate around it and pretend it's not there or try to negotiate with it or try to move and, and, and kind of twist around and try to think that we're going to get ahead or get one over on it. Well, one, when you're dealing with Satan and you're dealing with the devil, understand he's smarter than us and he understands us better than we understand ourselves. So getting in a toe-to-toe battle like that, you'll never win. You need God's forgiveness, you need God's grace, and the Holy Spirit in order to overcome the satanic elements of our world. That's the only way. That's the only way you can overcome it. Because without that, then you have nothing. Okay? So understand that at its core, where you're defeated. You go toe-to-toe with some uh, satanic entity, rest assured, it's going to be able to manipulate you. You can't. You can't swim with the sharks, you know, as they say. But what I'm getting at is the fact that we're now getting into the point where we have to address all of these things. For example, I was at the Coffee Clatch uh, this last Tuesday um, where they were talking about this new, uh, it's not even a bill. It's this thing that the Secretary of State is rolling out to basically have these bots online embedded into social media networks and counter information that you say either via a bot and or give them the authority and they don't really have the authority they're doing it illegally to uh report you to the um authorities sorry there was some video that's popping up super distracting so they can report you to the authorities if you're stating that 
you know, the elections are stolen or, hey, there's some discrepancies in Baker County. There's some discrepancies going on in Marion County in the voting system. They want to be able to have the infrastructure and the ability to come arrest you, potentially, for saying something like that. That's what they're doing right now because they know there is a giant red wave coming. It's not even about red or blue, but it's just common sense. If, if you're in the red department, you have common sense. You have discernment. Some cases you, you know, you have your convictions and you actually have morals. And if you're in the blue category, you don't care. You just want to destroy everything because that's really what the Democratic Party has become. They don't have any new ideas. They don't have any new concepts. Their concepts are simply take away from your concepts. Their concepts are let's destroy this of like, let's spend all our energy talking about how bad all of these things are but we'll never give you an alternative for what's good and what works. And we don't actually have a track record for anything that has actually worked. Our track record is destruction, dysfunction, corruption, bankruptcy. That's the model of the Democrats. That's the model of the uh, majority of Oregon uh, legislators. That's the model of our governor. That's the model of everything, the Secretary of State and their co corruption and all the things coming out, even at a county level. And so we get all that and we understand kind of that paradigm. But we have to then now be involved, get involved, and get into that court of public opinion, get into those conversations because that's where the battle is. That's where the war is, right? For example, I'm going to just go through a list of whole different things that could have been talked about this weekend or that you still can talk about while you're with your family. And I'll post all the articles uh, in my podcast as well. For example, here's number 10. This is a list that Vigilant Fox did very brilliantly, um, and he backed everything up with the articles. It's interesting. So number 10, Matthew Perry is not the only actor who died unexpectedly this year. There were at least... 33 more. 97% of scientists don't agree on climate crisis. Imagine that, because that's the new wave. That's the big push for 24. And a little side note, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Kamala Harris posted a Thanksgiving picture online, and now she's getting a giant backlash online from all her radical crazies because she's using a gas stove. <laughs> uh, so anyways, there's a ton of backlash on there. It's absolutely hilarious because as you know, the city of Eugene has banned gas stoves. Uh, and I think it's 2026. You won't be able to have a gas stove or you won't be able to purchase it. Um, and good job, Eugene, Oregon. Good job. You guys are killing it. You're doing great. But guess what? If Kamala Harris lived in Eugene, she would still be able to have a gas stove because what's the old saying? Not for me. Gas stoves for me, but not for thee. Right? So, anyways, I digress on that. That's, uh, that's just a little, a little side, little tidbit. Uh, Tucker Carlson declares the whole George Floyd story was a lie. I don't know if you guys saw that on X. He did a phenomenal in-depth report talking about how the whole George Floyd story was actually a lie. 
and he died from an overdose. And so why is the police officer that arrested him still in jail? That's a million dollar question. Why are the January 6th prisoners still in jail now that the uh, footage has been released? And I think it's almost all the way done. It should be done this week. All the footage, the 44,000 plus hours of footage at January 6th is set to get released. So you could go through it. You can see it was all staged. The police were overrun. The police instigated a lot of the responses that were happening by shooting these bombs into the crowd. And you could hear the crowd roar after they're shooting these giant bombs at the crowd. This, there was a video of this guy launching like little grenades. They weren't real grenades, but they were some type of grenades. I forgot what they're called. He's just chucking them right into the crowd. And they were blowing up in, in front of all the women and children and men and everybody that was in there. Just blow, what do you think that would happen? That would piss me off too. Somebody's honking grenades at you when you're just sitting there uh, legally and lawfully protesting, holding a flag. So there's that story. Um, that's interesting. Ivermectin, the drug once labeled the horse dewormer by CNN, is now showing 15 anti-cancer mechanisms of action. Let me read that again. Ivermectin, the crazy horse dewormer drug. Oh, the horse dewormer drug. Everything else. Not just has been used and good for COVID, but it's a great anti-parasite. And the drug is now showing 15 anti-cancer mechanisms of action. And who's been in the forefront of this information is Dr. Lee Merritt. She's been talking about the effects of doing anti-parasitic uh, cleansing and how that plays a part in preventing cancer. What a fascinating, fascinating turn. No wonder they didn't want to have ivermectin. No wonder they shut it all down from getting in different things. Because now we have super cancers for all the people that got vaccinated. So what's a counter to that? Taking ivermectin. Now, I am not a doctor, but this study shows that. We're going to get into it in just a little bit around this break. You're listening to Noncompliant America. I'm Joshua Michael, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back, Joshua Michael Noncompliant America. And it is the weekend of Thanksgiving. Hopefully, hopefully, if you decide that you're going to do your Black Friday and do your Christmas shopping, please, 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 we are in a battle for the future. So we cannot give these giant corporations that hate us, like Target and Walmart and Best Buy and all these corporations, let's not fall into the trap of thinking that all rules apply and all boycotts apply to these corporations on all days but the holidays. The holidays are where 
things are important. This is the time that stimulates the economy. So and my advice to you is give back to the local mom and pops, support the small businesses. For example, there's a restaurant that you really like. You could go and get a gift certificate for that. Get a gift certificate for them. Uh, and that could be a gift. That would be a great gift. Uh, but you're supporting local restaurants and supporting those businesses, um, you know, as all different types of local businesses. Uh, but I highly suggest let's spend our dollars with that because that's the parallel construction of the economy that's going to guide us into the future. Because think about this. Here's some basic math for you and some basic dots to connect before I get into this other story about the ivermectin. Some simple dots to connect. If me, Josh, own a, a coffee shop, right? I own a coffee shop and I have three employees and you come to that coffee shop and you support my business. I'm able to pay for those three employees. I also am going to be making money off of the coffee shop. So at the end of the month, the money that I make, what am I going to do? Obviously, pay my mortgage, pay my electrical bill, anything else. But anything else I have off the top, I'm then going to spend that money back into, guess where? Into the local community and the local economy. To whereas if you spend money at Walmart, all those proceeds and profits and everything else, guess where that goes? That goes to some fat cat in Utah or China or whatever. So that money that's made off of the money that you spend locally is going away from our local economy. They're essentially sucking it out of our economy. Yeah, they make jobs and this and that and everything else, but you don't see where that end profit and that net profit to whereas if you support a local business, they are going to be spending their money locally, which then in return is going to create more wealth for the people that they're spending that money to and the cycle goes on and so forth. So that's the advantage of that. And we're also seeing that just another tidbit because I like to add all of these things in is we're also seeing that with uh, water shortages across the state and across the country. What is happening around what with these droughts that are coming in? Do you know there's companies like Nestle in Oregon right now going to our main water reservoirs and do you know what they're doing? They're sucking the water out, putting it in a bottle and shipping it out of the state. That water that would normally get drank or you know, recycled here locally suddenly is getting captured and exported out. So the water that would eventually have run off and go into the ground and come back up and get recycled, it's not there because it's getting taken out. Similar to the money supply and the basic economics that's happening locally. So think about that. When you're doing your Christmas shopping, when you're doing your holiday shopping, when you're doing your grocery shopping, go to farmer's markets, buy it straight from the source. Buy meat from local meat farmers. That is so, so important because now they're starting to put mRNA inside the meat supply. 
mRNA, that's right, involuntarily ingesting this garbage that's creating massive amounts of cancer, massive amounts of sudden death, massive amounts of everything. So just be careful when you're looking at all this stuff and uh, be careful what you're consuming because we are living in a society to where they're no longer asking for permission. They're just doing things. And so the best thing that you can do is take preventative actions. So I do want to get back into this cancer treatment, uh, ivermectin. And there's nine papers that have been reviewed by oncologists and cancer researchers. Dr. William Mackis uncovers what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about ivermectin's anti-cancer mechanisms. Now, by all means, does this cure cancer? I can't testify to that. But there are some very interesting reports and breaking it down. And I'm going to go through some of these things because there's just studies, massive amounts of studies in the past three years that have been done on the correlations between anti-parasitic uh, anti-parasite medications such as ivermectin and the link to cancer. And this is all kinds of cancer. So you can go in. Uh, I'm going to post this article on my page at noncompliantamerica.com. Very, very good news. It's very interesting. You know, personally, I take ivermectin all the time. Um, not every day, but I do take it quite often uh, because of the effects that it has. It resets your gut. It resets your immune system, right? It cleans out all the parasites. Uh, and as you know, in the moon cycles, there's different levels of parasites. So when, you, when we have a full moon, I know it sounds disgusting, but when we have a full moon, all the parasites in your body lay eggs and they go crazy, which is why some people go crazy uh, and people lose their mind. There's that old wives tale of, you know, when there's a full moon, watch out because people are crazy. Well, that has a lot to do uh, with the parasites that are actually uh, in our body. And we can't get it. And not all parasites are bad. And it's not good to constantly be killing them all. But when you eradicate them, what happens is your immune system kicks on uh, and it grows new parasites, right? To Because that's what's going to help. But anyways, that is great news. That's awesome. I'm going to post this thing. At Noncompliant America, you're listening to Joshua Michael. We're just getting started. On the next side, I want to talk about the future as well as what the plans are for this oncoming election. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Alright, welcome back folks. We're going into the third segment. I want to kind of shift gears here just a little bit. But before that, there's a new study that just came out, again, uh, related to vaccinated children versus unvaccinated children. The CDC has never looked at the long-term outcomes of vaccinated versus unvaccinated children. This is 
all vaccines. This isn't just COVID-19. This is vaccinated children in general. This is what he found. Dr. Hooker presented a study from Anthony Mawson and his colleagues that this study concluded, collected information from moms with homeschooled their children and focused their children between the ages of 6 and 12. Comparing the vaccinated and unvaccinated discovered something stark. The odds ratio for the number of illnesses were through the roof for the vaccinated children. Children in the vaccinated population were found to be a staggering 30 times more likely to have allergic rhinitis. I don't know what that is compared to the unvaccinated children. A similar story followed other conditions. Vaccinated children in Mousen's study were found to be 3.9 times more likely to have allergies, 4.2 times more likely to have ADHD, 4.2 times more likely to have autism, 2.9 times more likely to have asthma, 5.2 times more likely to have learning disability, 3.7 times more likely to have a neurodevelopment disorder compared to the unvaccinated children. Wow. Critics are going to say this is just one study. Uh, but how interesting is it that now things are being turned against big pharma? Did they bite off more than they can chew? Absolutely. Are they going to lose in the end? Absolutely. Do I think that we're moving into a position where things are going to get hard for a while? Yes, because these people have a lot of power. But we need to understand who rolled out the vaccine. We need to understand who created this COVID-19 virus, this COVID-19 thing with Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance and Anthony Fauci and the World Health Organization. It's all tied together, folks. It's all tied together. So there's massive amounts of footage coming out with the J6 uh, narrative, and it is absolutely falling apart. Interesting thing is, what are they going to do? How are they going to pivot on this uh, information getting released out into the public? How are they going to do that? It's very interesting. Over the weekend, Roger Stone is making the news again, calling, uh, supposedly calling DeSantis' wife a, uh, a C word. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that that's uh, what he said, but it's just a media smear, right? So they're trying to run with it, stating that Roger Stone calls Casey DeSantis a C U N T for mentioning your children on a campaign trail. Uh, I looked at the tweet, and that's actually misrepresented. Um, but as always, they're trying to mishandle it. They're trying to uh, misdirect everything. Uh, but Roger posted something on his Twitter. I was going to see if I could find it. Or excuse me, X. Uh, but he was talking about the DeSantis campaign. He was basically stating DeSantis has to file for his primary uh, in early December whether he's going to run again. Uh, for governor. He's got to put his bid in by, I believe it's like the 12th of December. Now, don't quote me, right? But also, there's something to do with the presidential race that doesn't happen until late January. So 
So the DeSantis campaign is in an interesting conundrum in the sense that Donald Trump is still leading the polls for Florida uh, like 20 points over DeSantis. Um, and so the question is, is will DeSantis uh, just step down and uh, and run for governor? Because he's got to put his filing in, I believe, uh, by early December. So in the next week or so, I believe that filing has to get put in. Now, Roger Stone posts so much stuff, I can't find it here. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact dates, but it's really interesting. Uh, Alfreda, Alfreda. <laughs> so uh, I just want to shift gears on talking about the Argentinian president is making waves, uh, massive waves already because he, one of his main things that he vouched to talk about is the fact that um, he's getting rid of the central bank. And if you remember the post, I didn't post it on the radio, but the, uh, the little, it's like a 45 minute thing called all bankers or all wars or bankers wars. Fascinating, fascinating breakdown. This guy did. You can, you can check it out at noncompliantamerica.com. It's called all wars are bankers wars. I highly suggest everybody to watch it. This is an interesting approach because people always talk about, you know, oh, we need banks. We need the central banks. The central bank's good. So the Argentinian's uh, Mealy says that he's shutting the central bank in Argentina, non-negotiable. So this is going to be a giant move because here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Russia does not have a World Economic Forum bank or excuse me, World Bank. They're not in there. North Korea does not. Now the Argentinians are going to eliminate that. So what's interesting is that this is such a key position to take. Now this is where John F. Kennedy died. This is where, you know, Lincoln got shot. This is where, you know, the, the Peru, the president, the dictator of Peru, the president of Peru got shot and murdered. And the list goes on and on and on. I highly suggest if you guys haven't seen the video um, called Economic Hitmen, and it just talks about how the West and the CIA have basically manipulated all these little countries around uh, to pawn off their resources and they kill people uh, if they get into power and they don't work with the West. Now, I know that's changing with the BRICS nations and all of these things like that. But what's interesting is that his immediate stance is is that he's going to slash the spending subsidies. So how do you get out from under the thumb of these giant banks and everything else? You start selling off their resources for cheap. That's what Saddam Hussein did. Um, and they didn't like that very much. Keep in mind, Saddam Hussein was installed by the CIA in the late 60s uh, to run that country. And they were supposed to pawn off their resources and oil, in which Saddam Hussein in the late 80s, early 90s, started getting rid of the debt to become financially debt-free as a country. So they started selling off the oil uh, all around the world very cheap to just get rid of it and to get rid of that debt from the bank. Because these banks, just like the Fed, the Federal Reserve is a private bank. It is not the federal government. It's a, it's a private bank 
that controls the money supply for our country. Did you know that? Did you know that? So all the money that's lent to us, we exchange for bonds. We give them bonds. In return, they give us money. And the Fed, we have to pay them back with interest. So if they're the only bank that we can get money from, and we have to pay them back with interest, we never get out of debt. Because the money that we generate, we have to accumulate from the bank to pay the back the interest. But even on that money that we get to pay back the interest, that comes with interest as well. Do you see the paradigm we're in? So this is such a huge move and a huge step, and it just shows how much this guy understands the system. But more importantly, he understands the optics. He understands he's got the charisma and he's got the will to do it. And now he's also got the will of the people. So it's going to be very, very interesting to watch the direction that this man is going to take this country. And it'll be very telling because they're over 100% inflation. It'll be very telling to watch how things pan out. Now, he's going to have some very, very, very powerful agencies to try to initiate a coup, to try to derail his program, to try to derail everything that he do, does and stands for, kind of like what they did with Trump. But will they be successful? That's going to be a fun one to watch, but it's also going to be a tell for the rest of the world because I think this is the, this is the reason they didn't want Trump out there. This is the reason they don't want Trump speaking his rhetoric. This is the reason that they don't want him talking about the things that he talks about because he's not just inspiring the people like Vivek Ramaswamy in the United States. He's inspiring people all over the world. And this is why I think that these people are going to lose in the end, because the message has already come out. The uh, curtain has already been unveiled. Toto has already moved the curtain to where we're able to see behind the curtain. And we know these people are weak. That's why they're trying to roll out AI as much as possible. That's why they're trying to distract us with these wars. That's why they're trying to inoculate and poison and just get anything and everything that they can to get us to sit back down because they know what's coming and they know the spirit of humanity is rising and people are understanding this is a humanity versus robot war. This is good versus evil. This is the devil versus God. At its finest. We make it all of this money. Be right back. I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching a slack. Me and my buddy. We working hard for this money. I'm a proud 
That's right. Here's what's so interesting. People are leaving Hollywood in droves. They are running. They are rejecting. You have a huge trad or a trad wife uh, influx going on around the country, which means traditional wife. You have all these women that are rejecting feminism. You have just a massive, massive resistance. People are wanting to get out in the country, rediscover, get chickens, go homesteading, and all these trends, which were kind of lost and forgotten for years, are suddenly coming roaring back. People understand, one, humanity is under attack. We are absolutely being decimated by all these new chemicals and technologies and everything else. People are becoming stupider, even though they have smartphones, you know, time and time and time and time again. But what's so fascinating and what's great, and this should be what's inspiring, that song right now is trending very high on the charts right now. It's not WAP or you know, all this crap that they push and everything else. Pro-American, pro-freedom, pro, uh, you know, American values in the pop culture. That's now become the counterculture, which is now what's sexy. Now what's inspiring. Now it's what people are longing for. The pendulum is swinging so far to the right. Which is great. And that, that, that talks about the Argentinian president, uh, you know, an example of that. And it's not just in Argentina. It's happening everywhere. Trump is obliterating Biden in the polls right now. Not even comparable. Even in CNN's polls, they're stating that Biden's losing. Which means they're going to pull him out and they're going to put in Michelle Obama. Now, why are they going to put in Michelle Obama? Roger Stone made a good point. Because uh, he's a political analyst of, you know, all times. He says the reason they're going to put in Michelle Obama and they can't put Newsom in directly because the optics of the Democratic Party would be the fact that they would be replacing a woman of color, a.k.a. Kamala, for a white man. And they can't do that. So they need to replace the woman of color with a more prestigious woman of color, and that is Michelle Obama. Mark my words, we'll probably see the announcement in the next couple weeks because they got to figure it out. And they'll use the superdelegates to get her in. Kamala will follow suit. And we will now have a Obama Newsom ticket for 24 against Trump Brahmaswamy. <laughs> That's my prediction. Now, it's an interesting time. But as we go into this holiday season and Christmas and celebrating all of these things, I want to remind you to shop locally, support locally, understand that extra money that you got, if you got any, if you haven't been completely bled out and dried out by now, try to spend it on the local guys, try to spend it on the good guys, or spend less this year. That's okay. You know, you don't have to go all out and blow your credit card and be in debt next year even deeper if you don't have to. There's no reason that we need to do that. The importance of Christmas and the celebration is about family, is about Christ, is about God, uh, and just celebrating those things. It's not always about gifts. Now, gifts are nice, and it's good. But the real interesting thing, too, is that 
we should all be giving gifts all year round. We don't need Christmas as an excuse to be nice or do things for the holidays. Now it is great. And, and I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm decorating today, today and tomorrow. We're going to decorate, get our tree up, do all this stuff. Uh, because I love Christmas. I love what it creates. It, it's just, it's really calming and peaceful and, and joyous. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite times of year. Plus I'd like the snow. I like winter. You know, my birthday's in a couple days. I just like winter. I'm a winter baby. So it's really exciting, but I hope that you guys are able to, uh, get out there, spend some time. And, uh, if you are going to do shopping, make sure to shop locally. I think that's so important. Kind of a blitz around the news. Um, Carrie Lake might be uh, running for Congress, which is interesting. Um, Elon Musk uh, is number one charts on social media right now, despite all the attacks, despite all of the uh, the media propaganda BS stating, you know, he's going under, he's going under, he's going under. He has topped Facebook and Instagram in the most clicks and views. I think it's like 500 million or something crazy. Um, and so they aren't going anywhere. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not happening. Before we wrap up, I want to I wanna play a short clip um, that's going around and it's going to go right into the end. Um, and this is the, uh, the black community uh, really getting on board with Trump and seeing now through the tea leaves of the stronghold that the Democrats have had on them forever. Take a listen. There's a lot of y'all who voted Democrat, who had uh, issues with Trump. Not even that you even know why you had your issues, just the media pushed it. And so you guys hated him. All right, it's all good. But at some point, many of y'all have changed your mind. And you now support Trump, but you're doing it on the sneak. Come on, y'all. Let's own up to it so that we can all support this man together. The hood is waking up. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the uh, lower income blacks that the um, Democratic establishment has been holding on to, even they're starting to see through the bull crap. They're starting to even realize that they've been lied to, that they've been pimped out. Um, and a lot of them are not afraid to speak out anymore. <clears throat> um, this is a problem for the Democrats. These, these, these so-called blacks nowadays, we rocking with Trump, man. Even the youth, they know what time it is, man. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta have no back and forth debates, no arguments, no none of that. We know who we rocking out with. Listen to me, I ain't never voted a day in my life. Never. I know who I'm rocking with. And uh, my first vote ever, ever, I'm, I'm, I'm sent to the man, man. The way they with this man and, and, and just just the whole little demonstration that's that's taking place, man. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know who we rocking with, man. The man, the, ain't nobody done shit more than the man for us in, in all this time. So, I mean, hey, let's rock out. We rocking out. Trump 2024, man. That's our president, man. Free the Trump. I was scrolling on Instagram and I seen blacks for Trump. And I was like, what? What? We finally on board with Trump? Finally? I don't know. It was a proud moment for me because to see us come together collectively again, I need to free Trump. Stop playing. 
We need our president out of jail because let's be honest. Let's be honest. We made more money underneath Trump than any other presidency ever. And I don't give a damn who this offends. But if that nigga Trump get convicted of this crime and he can still run for president, I'm voting for his. I'm voting for that nigga. I'm voting for him. If that nigga gets convicted and he can still run for president just to see what the f he do, because that nigga funny now, Trump is funny as hell, I'm voting for him. I'm telling you right now, okay? So just mix me with it. Make America great again. <laughs> when are you guys gonna learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. There it is, folks. Have a great week. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America, 104.3 FM.